This top 10 fantasy football tight ends edition of Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first. Deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Sean, uh, well, I'm not I'm not loud enough. Let me turn myself up a little bit. Ryan so, decided wait. to take apart the entire studio. All right, we got some new equipment here, so do, do, doing that. And uh yeah, Sean, we're it's it's the uh, season for giving. And and what is that, Sean? Fantasy football rankings. Fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, again, now that uh, basketball is over, we can go full bore into getting ready for the National Football League breaking down. Uh, we're going to be giving you a ton of our favorite prop bets by uh, player position as well as our top 10 fantasy football lists. And then we got division previews, all sorts of. Uh, I mean, again, it's, it's June. Do we have to talk about any other sports? Uh, we will be doing a bonus hockey episode ah. today as well. Ryan Gilbert <laughs> from the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Hashtag let it slide. The lightning back in the series, Ryan. 2 1. Hell of a game. I watched a little playoff hockey last night. It was a good time. I'm all in on uh, this Stanley Cup. It, you know, of course, they uh Avalanche got out to a 2 0 lead on the series, and then lightning came back. I'm sweating out a lightning series bet. I should have waited till it got 2 0. I thought they were going to steal game two, but we're not here to talk about hockey, Ryan. We're here to talk about America's true number two sport, but behind the NFL, and that is fantasy football. Oh man! And good God bless the people over at the Win. They are running this awesome promotion, the Win Bets Fantasy Ultimate Fantasy Football Experience. For every five hundred dollars you bet. On Sports or Casino before the end of July. And again, click that uh, little banner there in your WinBet app or over at winbet.com. You will be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including two nights stay at the Win Resort for you and your entire league. That's right, your entire league. Imagine, uh, imagine Gary, Vance, the whole crew, you guys at the Win for two nights. Having your live fantasy football draft. And hey, if you win this thing and you're an SGP listener, hit us up. Maybe we'll come out, hang out with you guys, do uh, announce your live fantasy football draft. 
And again, it's every 500 bucks you bet. So I think on our live stream alone, Ryan, we would have qualified for like five entries. So much to choose from. Again, download that win bet app or visit wynnbet.com. Get started today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. See 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, go one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. Fire, fire, fire. I mean, the caffeine is a magical drug. Yes. Sometimes. Caffeine's a hell of a drug. We're fired up. We're recording this live on a Tuesday morning. Double header for Tuesday. Took uh took Sunday and Monday off. Regroup, recharge, and then coming at you with the double header. Uh, hockey back to back later this afternoon, like I said, with Ryan Gilbert. And uh yeah, we're good to go. Recharge, huh? Recharge. Feeling better? Uh no, I'm feeling more tired. Oh wow. So the, it's one of those battery packs that needs to be replaced. It can't <laughs> can't get all the way back up to a hundred percent. Come on, dude. We only got I, I told you this the other day via Slack, but we have live NFL football in like six months six weeks. Yes. Right. You know, this is what we gotta do. Everyone has their counter to NFL football and they have it set for the start of the regular season as if we won't be betting on week one preseason yeah. as if we won't be hammering week one preseason unders we should set up a football counter uh for the Hall the of Fame game the true football counter the true football uh, counter some people might say hey there's spring football going on right now are you not counting that no we're not counting well i am that. counting it cuz i i i think i went 3 and 1 again Closing the season out strong. Uh, according to the tally site tout, I was ahead of you, seven and one overall in my picks, week ten. Okay, Money line to, and spread. I'll have to look at that. Well, you didn't you didn't, you didn't mess with the totals because you're I'm not a, a totals guy. You're a coward, right? I'm not a totals guy. All right, let's get to it. We're gonna break down our top ten fantasy football tight ends. Full point PPR because oh, we what? We, Oh my <laughs> god, I'm I was doing half point PPR <laughs> this whole time. We live in the future. Now Here's the thing. I I think I, I look at the list like um fantasy pros, you know, as like the top ten list of uh you know More like their list? No, no, their list of their top ten players from last year, total mm, points. Got it. Um, you know, you gotta find that balance when when projecting these top ten fantasy football tight ends of total points, but also you want a strong closer, like someone who's going to get you those points in the playoffs when it matters. So if it was close, I gave the edge to people who I thought could close uh, with a strong end of season. And those guys who are just going to win you weeks, you know, the guys who have maybe the guys you would consider a little bit more in best ball. Cause they have those hashtag spike weeks, Ryan. So those are the because I think there's sometimes we get some of these people in the top ten of total fantasy points who, you know, don't really belong there per se. I, I, you know what I mean? Like they never really won you a bunch of games. I feel like you. I feel like you're looking at the list and speaking to someone. No, no, like no. Specifically, I, I, well, for instance, <laughs> let's say Gronk. Gronk yeah. was third in points per game at 14.3 last year, but he was only seventh in, in total overall points. Cause he missed some games and stuff like that. So again, it, you know, I'll reveal where I have Gronk and he did make my top 10 list, Gronk, but Gronk's a good, it, it's funny. Cause before we started, I realized I had left Gronk off my list and in trying to put him on the list, I figured we'd talk about him, but he didn't end up making my wow. list. But it, you nailed the reason why. I think I think he he checks all the boxes, right? He's used around the red zone. Uh, he's used down the field. 
he's on the field all the time because he can block too. But he, is he not like getting to the age where you're like, hmm, is it time to not bet on Gronk? He's the same age as Kelsey, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, but he's uh, Kelsey. Uh, I he's guess also t- Gronk also took a year off. He also seems to has yeah. a quarterback that will throw him the ball in the in the red zone. Godwin's going to be out for a bit. Well, long. and and again, we're going to get to it. But like Kelsey's a very interesting use case because I you know you lost Tyreek Hill, but also he's been declining in efficiency. The age where model. do you yeah where do you put him? Yeah, I in think there? with tight ends, it's age. You have to look at age. I think you have to look at usage in the offense, and I think you have to look at usage around the red zone. Because I think when it comes down to it, your tight end's not going to be useful if they're not scoring the t- like Kyle Pitts, for example, Sean. Yes, Kyle Pitts finished uh, a little bit down the board when we're looking average uh, because he only uh, finished with ten point four PPR points. But you look at the fact that he only had one touchdown. What does that tell me? Massive touchdown uh, regression. Oh, so yeah, we're really getting into the episode, but yeah, the point for me was I, I realized in doing my deep dive, uh, AKA late night, um, usually between the hours of 1230 Pacific and three 30 Pacific late night fantasy football uh, research. It does seem like you re- like, this sounds dumb, but it does seem like you want to target guys much like running backs. If the offense is going to be in the red zone more and they use the tight end in the red zone, you might want to consider that not, not as a, as basic uh, as you would think. All right, let's you get to go it, number one first, right? <laughs> Why do we have this conversation every year? It's it, number it's 10. Give it up, Ryan. Who's your number ten right. fantasy football tight end for twenty twenty two? Because it's funnier to backhand a, a cowboy in the face. I'm sure you left them off. The I list. did. Dalton yeah. Dalton Schultz did not make my list. Uh, here's the thing, though, Sean. The Cowboys lost a lot of targets. Yeah, it's not going to go to Zeke. I I can buy the Tony Pollard's going to see more targets angle, but with with all the targets they lost and the style of offense they play. Dalton Schultz is on the field all the time because he blocks too. I think he was seventh in routes run per game. He's a he's a massive checkdown option, which again maybe a little worried that Pollard uh, would be the guy. I think he's he's almost draftable as a Cowboy, uh, considering uh, that is a disgusting. Act. No, I'm just kidding. He's going his his what's the rank? His average rank is higher than this. Uh, I think somewhere in the the six to eight range, depending on your format. And I think uh, people are going to be high on the Cowboys. I put him at tenth to backhand him. He will be the checkdown guy. He will be a volume guy. I think he is—he's your classic uh, gatekeeper of the season long because he's going to score every week for you. And if he stays healthy, you won't have to make too many decisions. Um, Ryan's, I don't, I don't, Ryan's already fantasizing about Cowboys. I, I, I don't think. No, I, I I think the problem for me with with Dal- well, I, again, who's going to catch the t- who's going to get the targets in the red zone? I don't think they're going to be a great team, but I do think they're going to have to pass a little bit because I do think the running game is going to be down. And I think if they're out there passing, their offensive lot, line is getting. Dalton Schultz is going to have to catch some passes, so I think he could be a surprise guy just from a volume standpoint. Hate to talk about a cowboy, but putting him tenth felt right. Ryan, you know how in these fantasy football uh, episode lists, I like to throw in some hot takes. Get your oven mitts on. Mm, it's I mean, I mean it's a it, tight end position, Sean. It's a number and certainly projecting someone as the number 10 fantasy football tight end shouldn't necessarily be a hot take. <laughs> if you've been listening to the best ball episodes, uh-huh. I've slowly been building a case for this guy. Okay. He is a rookie. 
Can you guess who it is? Right? I already hate it. Rookies don't score fantasy points. Oh well, unless they're Hall of Famers like Kyle Pitts. Well, yeah, Kyle Pitts cracked the top ten last year, and give me Trey McBride mm. cracking the number ten fantasy football tight end list. Here's the thing: Arizona, who was their first draft pick, Ryan? Who was their first draft pick? Yeah. Uh, should I know this off the top of my head? Trey McBride. He was drafted in the second round. A lot of people had a first round grade on him. They brought him in specifically to catch passes. No. I think there's a real chance he sees a, a lot of work. And Zach Ertz is getting older, um, some declining efficiency. Now Zach Ertz could be interesting, maybe for those first few weeks. But I think those last, you know, week twelve through seventeen, mm. Trey McBride is going to be seeing a bunch of targets, and I think he eventually takes over the role of uh, Zach Ertz. That's the reason they drafted him that high. They didn't have a first round pick. The first person they drafted was a pass catching tight end, Trey McBride. That to me is a sign. They want Trey McBride out there. They want him, you know, they want him involved in the offense. I like I, your attempt at a hot. I, I just think it's so hard for rookies, especially with Zach Ertz is there. I mean, I, I think the angle, I mean, honestly, I was waiting for you to steal the nugget, but if you prorate Zach Ertz's production from the time he went to the Cardinals onward to a, a 17 game season, guess who's he he's behind in fantasy tight ends. Only Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. So from a pure, pure usage standpoint, your angle's right, but Zach Ertz is still there. They traded for Zach Ertz. Tight ends take a second to 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 get it sorted out. And if you're betting on one guy to be lined up out in the slot and being used a little bit more creatively, I think it's going to be Zach Ertz, not Trey McBride. No, so I think Trey McBride. You don't draft a tight end second, or you don't use your highest pick on a player to not use him. Okay. I, I, and I would say that we we discussed this last year and 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 why Kyle Pitts might be a risky pick. Rookies don't produce, and, and and you look at Kyle Pitts. He set a record last year. Now, will Trey McBride is he a Kyle Pitts level talent that's going to see? And we'll get to this later. See all those snaps out wide in the slot. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be willing to bet. I mean, my ninth guy is Zach Ertz, so we're. <laughs> We're on the same team. I'm taking the old, the crafty veteran because I saw what he did with Kyler. And I know DeAndre Hopkins is now out. He's not appealing for some reason. He said he wasn't guilty, but he <laughs> pulled back his appeal. Well, Zach Ertz, I, I think, is an interesting team. And I don't play. think Hollywood Brown's any, if anything, Hollywood Brown gives more room on the field for a, a tight end to perform. So maybe, maybe we'll both be right. Uh, although I, I'll put my money on the old regular. Yeah. I mean, if you want, you they're know, they're both draftable it. though. If you like them as top ten guys, because I think not, I think Trey McBride's up. pretty fun in best ball as well. Like you can take him. I yeah. Uh, I I don't. I think I feel like I've taken him as my third tight end in those underdog best ball drafts. You know, in round seventeen or eighteen, all day. Uh, next up, this is uh, this is a tight end. It's been an honor and a privilege to watch this uh, man's journey. Uh, coming off a uh, pretty solid rookie year, certainly I, I am. I'm a little worried they're going to be throwing less in Pittsburgh, but I still think Pat Fryermuth coming off a rookie year, Ryan. I know you're you're oh, not you're not for really interesting. 
having rookies um, in your top 10 fantasy football tight ends. But you know, Pat Fryermuth did have seven touchdowns, 60 catches, 497 yards, had a damn good season. I think that was one of That's my fair. like biggest uh, prop bets last year was him over receiving yards, Eric Ebron under Eric Ebron didn't see the field at all. Like uh. he obviously had a much better path to targets than Zach or then Trey McBride. Also Zach Ertz has had a bunch of like nagging uh, quad and groin stuff, which okay. can can come. Groin specialist Sean Green. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, number nine. Are you sh- you are you seem shocked that I have him this low? Where, what are you? How are how are you getting him to number nine? What do you mean? Like where did you get this? Because uh, I I don't think he was a top. Here's here would be my angle uh, as to why I think he maybe hit his to- ceiling last total year. points last year. He was thirteen. Yeah. So I, I would say I, I would be looking at a situation where is he going to see more volume in this offense the year two? Yeah, maybe relatively, but is the offense going to pass as much with Mitchell Trubisky as they did with Big Ben last year? Probably not. And and so I guess coming back to that, re- when they're around the red zone, is no juju. I mean, that's the other reason. Is Pat like- Fryermuth going to be there? Is he a top option? Naj- so. Najee Harris probably. Is he I, a secondary option? Mitchell Trubisky maybe. No, I well, and you mentioned it. How is he going to get more volume? One, they brought him along slow last year because he was a rookie. Only started nine games, so he's going to start all seventeen games. I think he's going to see. Like I, I think Pittsburgh's pass attempts are going to go down, but I think his target share will go up, especially with no Juju. Okay, where did Juju play best his entire career? It's in the slot, um, and that actually could make a case either hurts him or Kelsey move into Kansas City because I think Juju is kind of the guy that competes with stuff over the middle. So who is their over the middle guy for this Steelers team? And there's a ton of easy throws you can draw up to the tight end. Um, and I don't know if Deontay Johnson is going to get that crazy target volume. I think him and Big Ben had something, some sort of connection where he loved just hitting them with those quick things. Maybe they keep running that, but I think Fryermuth has more catches, more targets, and similar red zone usage. I can't put Mitchell Trub- uh, Mitchell Trubisky receiver in the top ten, a uh, tight end in the top ten. That's that's what's preventing me. But instead, I'm going to go back. Kenny to- Pickett. Well. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to go back to a guy. Um, I feel like every year I'm on him. This year I'm lower, I think, than market, and that's TJ Hawkinson. Maybe right on market. I, I do like what this offense could become. I am. I'm definitely as the best ball season is moving along. I'm enjoying what this could be in terms of the the, t- the style of offense. They might be bad defense. They might be passing a lot. Jared Goff has shown in garbage time he can produce points. TJ Hawkinson in limited time last year, only 12 games, he did average. Uh, 12.1. So if we're looking just on a per average basis, this is the number six tight end from last year, Sean, by the way, Dalton Schultz was number five on that list. Um, yeah, I, he, he, he runs, he, he has a decent, you know, he runs lots of routes, but he runs short routes. So very similar to, to, to Schultz. He could be another check down guy. I think what prevents me from putting her hot, putting him higher on the list. Cause I think the offense is going to produce some fantasy points this year is just purely uh, they drafted Jamison Williams. Uh, they they brought in DJ Chark. Uh, I got to imagine he. You have Jared Goff, so you have no problem putting well, a Jared Goff tight end in your top ten. He Jared Goff produced the top six tight end by average last year. So mm-hmm. I, I think we've. I think it's fair to say that we can we can draft TJ Hawkinson when in the in the sixth round here. 
and and be okay with it uh, potentially as your first tight end because he's when he's healthy you're starting him right that's part of the discussion with tight end is you don't want to end up with two guys that you're you're juggling so you want to make sure that when to your to your earlier point of points versus average uh, you want to make sure that you don't have a decision and you don't have to carry two tight ends so I yeah I like Hawkinson as my third guy uh, now that being said like this is you you said it before we started recording this is kind of a a lameish tight end year because there's very obvious tiers. And I think we're kind of in a, in a tier where you could probably go all the way down to what, like 14 or 15. And these guys are all like similar. No, you I can mean, make an argument. Yeah. There's probably like, like 15 tight ends that are in a big pocket. We're not going to talk are, about Higby today. I don't think we're not going to talk about, uh, you know, guys like Noah fan Kiseki. Well, no, yeah, and no offense, Mike Kosecki very well could end up in the top tight end. It kind of just depends on how you're projecting some of these offenses. You know, what do you what do you think they're going to be doing in the red zone? You, as you'll see, I'm try. I'm really I avoided offenses that don't project to be very good, with uh, the exception of Detroit. I I think Detroit falls in the category of if their defense is the, what it was last year, they're going to put up. They might not be good, but they're going to put up points. Yeah, I don't. I, I, st- I, there's a lot of love coming out of the fantasy community for the lines, and I'm just still, still skeptical. It's because they're going to be losing, and it's just general, uh, g- general economics in the NFL. Like if you're bad and you're losing by a lot, it's easier to get those points. Ryan, speaking of fantasy, you already probably play uh, sleeper on your season long fantasy, but now sleeper with the sweet over under feature, open up your sleeper fantasy app. Just click the over under tab and use <laughs> uh, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Use that promo code SGP first deposit up to $100. They match you hundred percent deposit match. And uh, again, sweet for these uh, player props over under baseball is coming back soon. And uh, what a fun way to cash in two X all the way up to 20 X. The amount you put in again, it is uh, we had the sleeper squad going, had some fun caches there. Shout out to moon off hit, uh, hit one of those uh, WNBA Mega caches, sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See, see sleepers terms of use for details. And also, Ryan, right here, got a nice fresh batch of that trade coffee. Love coffee. Again, it, caffeine, hell of a drug. And uh, trade coffee really gets you set up right. If you haven't ever had a coffee dialed into your specific a flavor palette. Uh, you really haven't lived again. I love me some strong coffee. I get the, uh, the whole beans. I have a, I have a whole routine. I put the whole beans in the grinder. I set the alarm, wake up and it just smells. Oh, it just smells delightful. Makes you happy to be alive. Wanting to get going, get out of bed. And again, uh trade coffee sets you up and uh, they'll deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground uh, for however you brew it at home. And they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. Trade coffee has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. Oh my God. No, it's it's great being subscribed to coffee because there's nothing worse than the night before when you're setting up the coffee machine or if you wake up in the morning. Oh my God, where's my coffee? 
Don't need to worry about that if you sign up with Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. Just go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. It's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their coffee quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love. Drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Back talking tight ends. All right, so you shit on Trey McBride, you shit on Pat Fryermuth, Ryan. Will you have the audacity as a non-homer? For the record, I like Fryermuth. Shit on the situation. Okay, as a non-homer, <laughs> oh. as of someone always accused of jocking the Eagles. This is number seven. No, this is number eight for okay. me. Give me Dallas Goddard. You're so low on him. He's my number seven. Really? Yeah. Well, and again, the only thing I'm worried about Goddard is. AJ Brown, like no. the, the, the Eagles offense is going to be passing more, but I still think um, AJ Brown is going to eat up a ton of targets. He's a massive frame. I think he's a legit red zone option. So I think that will, you know, eat into some of Dallas Goddard's uh, attempts. I mean, I, I think you can hear like there, there are definitely those out there making the fair argument that his production really didn't go crazy when Ertz left. So maybe maybe that's a concern, but I, I would say this: AJ Brown brings them something they have not had, which is a wide receiver that's going to draw the attention of the defense and the best friend of a tight end that can do what Dallas Goddard can do, which is operate out of the slot, operate in line. The slot? How's the slot? Is no, have, a- have a true number one receiver that's going to draw the eye, and so when you can load up Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown on the same side, who are, who are the defenses going to pay attention to? No, now they might figure out that Jalen Hurts can't make the throws to AJ Brown, uh, and or maybe Dallas Goddard becomes the better decoy because of what he's running and the way Jalen Hurts can, in, you know, only throw half half of the route tree. But do I think? To me, Dallas Goddard is the start of this group that includes Hawkinson and Ertz and Schultz and and probably some of the guys that you mentioned too. Where the case for them to step forward is there. I mean, Dallas Goddard, you could argue is, is, is an elite talent in terms of a two-way tight end. I, I think the thing that's limiting him is his quarterback. And the same thing I said about Fryermuth and Trubisky, I do worry about with Goddard around the end zone. Like what number, like where does he rank in the red zone targets this year with this offense? Is he, is he after miles Sanders, Jalen hurts and AJ Brown? Or is he the well, third Miles guy? Sanders got zero touchdowns. Boston last year, Scott, so. I, like it just are they not going to run the ball around the red zone? I think they do, and Kenny I think gain well. I insert running back name here. I think Jalen Hurts is kind of their goal okay. line back, and I still think there's a chance. So if they're throwing, are they going to be throwing a guy? Because I I would bet that that Goddard becomes more of the red zone target than AJ Brown. And if this offense is going to be productive and around the red zone a lot, then I think you'd want to take a piece of their tight end near the top of this ambiguous, like who knows tier. Dallas Goddard inside the 20 last year, six targets, five catches, it's two touchdowns. That's got to improve. I mean, that's part of the hesitation. That's why he's in this group and not up a group. Cause I think you'd project the Eagles offense to give the tight end a lot of opportunities to score. Yeah, and again, I, I think I think we'll see a different. Uh, I mean, you're closer to the team than I am, being that you're on the team. Yes. But I, I, I do think uh, it, it. I think we're going to see a slightly different offensive approach this year, based on the investment in AJ Brown. So I can't help but think that's going to help Dallas Goddard. AJ Brown, three touchdowns inside the twenty, five catches, eleven targets. So no, different team, right? But I'm saying like they. 
you know, he's carving that out from someone. And I think it's going to be Dallas Goddard because I think Devonta Smith to that, to that target share, you mentioned, Hey, the number one cornerback is probably going to be on AJ Brown. Um, it, it, it could create some opportunities for Dallas Goddard. I just, yeah, I, I got him at eight. Okay. Wow. So low. I had him at seven, but again, that's kind of the, you draw a line there and that's, that's the question mark group. My number seven, long time friend of the program. Been a huge fan of him for really? many years. Give me George Kittle. Number okay. seven. I, he is thought you were going to say, yeah, I forgot you already threw a Gronk out there. No, you're calling George Kittle a friend of the program. now. Yes. Like uh, I'm, I'm joking because I had hated on him <laughs> for a bunch of years. George Kittle. He, he feels like to me, just a guy I want in my top 10, but he also, I mean, his his ceiling and floor are insane. I think this year one because he habitually has a bunch of injury issues. Two, the Trey Lance thing. Like I mean, Trey Lance could really just not throw the football. They could they could be playing games where they have like fourteen pass attempts a game or something crazy. Like that would not surprise me. Kyle Shanahan. I mean, they in the NFC Championship game, what they let. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, throw the ball like twelve times. I have a no- I could see them imploring some strategy like that, but I'm not gonna leave George Kittle off and and be dubbed a hater. And then he also has these insane two touchdown spike weeks. Maybe he's better for best ball, but I do think maybe towards that again closing stretch run in the playoffs. And again, like who do they who does he have competition with I, as far as receiver? I know he's getting older, but he is only twenty nine. I think he came into the league later. Um, but to your point earlier about will they pass the ball enough? So Kyle Shanahan was 30th in pass attempts in RG3's rookie year. Yeah. That's the comp, right? No, and that's that's kind of why I'm worried. Uh he did come off the year last year, 94 targets, uh 71 catches, six tight end or six ca- six touchdowns, his first year of ever having six touchdowns. So I he's he's popped the seal and and to your point. The the area where it's tricky is you you say like hey he missed time last year well yeah. he still he still ended up fourth in overall tight end points PPR he was uh, you know he was even better I think fourth also by average so it, I I hear you that was with Jimmy G I just it, Trey Lance the throws that Trey Lance isn't going to be able to make are the throws to the wide receiver like the stuff to George Kittle like they right, are the again, easier throws I, I'm number six on George Kittle so okay. I'm slightly higher I, I think it's hard to put him any lower just because I agree they have better wide receiver talent than they've had in long you know Debo's there still we think he's happy uh, you, you have Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> you have all these running backs, but no matter what happens on that team, with the exception of last year, it seems like George Kittle tends to rise to the top of being that number one passing option. And when you have a guy like Trey Lance that I have a feeling is going to be out in the, uh, if he's playing, he's going to be rolling out. If not, it's going to be Jimmy G again. And so uh, to me, it's hard to, I mean, they've already it's really announced a hot that take. It's really a hot take. If you, if you have George Kittle much lower than this. Yeah. Unless you're just like, oh, it's it's like a Zeke Elliott thing where you just your visionary is like us and you see cliff. it ahead of time. Well, and again, that's why I put them at seven. But again, like a lot of these guys, you could easily make a case for them. Yo, Kittle, Goddard, even Farmouth, the world where they get in the top four, top five, 
is not that crazy. Kittle falls out of the top ten if they truly are like comically short on passing attempts. Like that's yeah. the that's I, the and version. I and I agree with your take. If anyone is and there's there's also a world where he leads the team and catches and targets right right and he ends up becoming because they're gonna run a lot of like boot action stuff RPOs that stuff is great for the tight end so there's a world where he's he's um you know, like number one tight end, but seven felt like a good spot. Well, and the, the Kittle haters would tell you that he really has never been truly elite when he has had a secondary, like a real wide receiver. But I mean, last year he was still pretty good. With I'm recovering a, a hater, recovering hater. All right. So that was my number six. So, so you already nailed Ryan. Wow. My number six, give it to me, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Interesting. Okay. I think he's getting his body right, his mind right. He 100% is going to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks this season. You heard it here first. Broke that news months ago. No one, everyone's refusing to <laughs> report it. He's just not going to sign his deal because then once you sign, then you have to do all the bullshit OTA stuff. Yeah. But the guy, he does, he is committed in the offseason. Uh, but talking to his trainer, but putting in a lot of work. No, uh, I mean, it's tough to take. I mean, well, and especially like with Godwin coming back, is he going to be a hundred percent? And Brady still trusts him. So, yeah. let's say we live in a world where Brady maybe slows down a but little bit this year. Isn't he? He's going to go back to the guy he trusts. We we should have even been on that angle bigger in the Super Bowl, in big moments, yeah. in big spots. Let's say Tampa Bay, you know, that second half of the season where they're trying maybe to fight for the number one seed, I don't lock up a division spot. He's going to be relying on his boy Gronk. I mean, you know, and even to your back to your points, you know, total points versus average, Gronk still finished as the number seven tight end, which is crazy. Playing only twelve games, you know, when you look at the average, he was and, number three. And look at his competition, Cameron Bright. Can I? I mean, OJ Howard's not on the no, team he's anymore. He's on the Bills now. Yeah, so it's like uh, Cameron Bright, uh, Cade Otten, uh, Co Kyft. Uh, Cody McElroy again. He's pretty, uh, I, I will say this, and I, I know I'm gonna. Brady doesn't like. I'm talking Cameron out Brady. of both sides of my mouth, but I. Are you sure he's gonna be back? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, if he's not, then we'll adjust. But okay. I, I would be shoot or shoot. I, if he was not, if the he def, was, they're now coached. The, Bruce Arians isn't the coach anymore, and. What does that matter? Tom uh, Brady was the coach last year. Tom Brady's the coach this year. If anything, you could make a, co a case that maybe Arians was like, "Hey, let's spread the ball around a little bit more," and had some sort of influence for less Gronk targets. Tom Brady loves Gronk. I, I He's one it. of the few <laughs> friends he has in public, and the fact that now Tom Brady's coaching the offense. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the QB <laughs> coach. He's going to be drawing up the game plan. You don't think Gronk's going to get his red zone looks? You're probably right. I'll have to revisit the. The problem is you're not drafting Gronk in the fifth round right now, or the sixth round, whatever this would imply. No, but that's why. Again, that's why you can use our rankings to dominate because you don't have to draft him in there. You can you draft can him four. Ryan, four touchdowns inside the twenty. He had five catches, four of them for for no, are for you're touchdowns. Right. I, I'm pro I need to be higher. I'm not high enough. On you know what? We should we late swap Gronk in, bump Dallas Goddard and everyone down. I'll I'll throw Gronk in right there. Um, yeah, no, no, I I, I like Gronk. I I do think Cameron Brate had double the uh, targets in the inside the twenty last year. Can I? Can I uh, we'll put a. I, I love same Gronk, number of touchdowns. Gronk in best ball formats a little bit more. Obviously, because I do think Gronk forces you to have to put a tight end on your bench because he's going to miss time. 
and that that can be tricky in the season long format, Sean. You right. can you can stream a backup. That, w- that was six. No, I I think no. I'm saying using that roster spot. Yeah. Not uh, no, best. but I'm saying. I think this year is one of the better tight end streaming years we've seen because I do think a lot of these guys, even the guys we that didn't make our top ten, are certainly very playable. Like if you went into the draft and the way the board shook out, you didn't get any of these top tier guys. You don't want to you don't want to waste middle round draft capital on one of these guys we have five through ten. You could just almost completely punt the tight end position and stream each week and find some pretty decent matchups uh, in a twelve team league. I would argue that if you don't take one of the top, I mean, I maybe you even throw like Gronk Kittle like for you Gronk and Kittle, but maybe that's the line where like if if you're not getting one of these guys, like you're it's just a crapshoot. You might as well wait. I mean, I've been doing it in best ball, and I think if you're not taking a top guy with guaranteed volume, yeah, it does get it does get dicey. And you, you know, is the is the 22nd guy any different than the you know 13th guy? Well, that's know. what I'm saying. Like, I think you will have an opportunity to stream uh, tight ends this season. Yeah, but having like drafting a tight end, planning to have him on your bench and eat up valuable bench spot. I mean, we know this with Darren Waller last year. It, it's tough. It's a tough situation to put yourself into. That's all. And so with with Gronk, if you don't know he's going to play yet, it's tough to say you're going to draft him in the sixth round. That's right, but I'm saying you you don't need to carry a backup with Gronk. You can just swap in. No, no, but you're when Gronk is out, you now have. Yeah, okay, you're using a bench spot. All right, number five, or is it me or you? It's you, Darren Waller. Goes me, then you're right. Darren Waller. <laughs> so you had you had Gronk number five, awesome. All right, Darren Waller. I, no, I had Gronk number six. Okay, you okay. started first. So then it's me, then you, uh, Darren Waller. <laughs> Darren Waller in the five spot. I uh, also have Darren Waller at number five. Okay, so uh, he is. There's a lot of reasons to like Darren Waller less. This this is a fun nugget I found. He had 19 targets in the first game of the season. I Aver- know. Averaged only <laughs> only got 10 catches. Averaged only seven targets a game after that. Have we? Fun figured- fact. Fun fact. Hunter Renfro actually le- led the league in targets inside the 10 yard line. Uh, you bring in who? Devonte Adams, who also was a top, th- him and Renfro, both top ten slot guys. I worry about the target the slot, distribution. That, was a slot. that being said, I am buying the Raiders as a team that's going to play some shootouts in their division. They're going to score some points, and I think Darren Waller. While there's so many reasons to say he's going to get less uh, of the ball, he's going to get less of the ball around the red zone. It's hard for me to put him much lower than this. Now, by putting him here, I'm probably not drafting him a ton. Cause I think I think he's going number three tight end on most most platforms. So I'm kind of saying I don't love him. Uh, and uh, you know, he was banged up last year. That's the other thing I have. The other nugget is like if he does, you know, he knee back COVID, that to me, that only played eleven games. He's one of those guys where it's weird. I'm not I won't be disappointed if I don't have Darren Waller on my roster. Um, and again, five kind of is in that zone where I probably have him graded slightly below market. I, I do think people will talk themselves into into the Raiders offense and into Waller. I think he's good enough to beat out some of these other guys, but I don't think he's so good that you're drafting him like top two tight ends, right? No, and I, I think to draft him, you, you're taking him third, probably inside the the top three rounds, maybe top four rounds. And I, I don't know if I'm stretched. I'm re- again, it's kind of like George Kittle. I'm I'm putting him a couple slots below where he's being drafted, but that almost makes him undraftable. 
Yeah. And so I, I like more Waller. I, I could probably talk myself into Waller gaining uh, some benefit to having Devonte Adams there. Uh, he's like a le- another legit kind of like the Dallas Goddard angle. He's a legit number one who, while your initial instinct is to say, this is bad for Darren Waller. This is bad for Dallas Goddard. I do think those, those elite number ones, they draw some of the safety help away and, and, you know, you're going to end up on a linebacker more. You're going to end up on a, on a plus matchup, especially do we have any history or thoughts on McDaniels and his use of tight ends? Uh, well, when I was diving around in Raiders Reddit, which scary place, Raiders Reddit, uh, it does seem like they're going to be running more tight ends than less. I mean, I think we're going to see something very Patriots like, where multiple tight ends allow you to be multiple, and and that's the other angle is maybe Darren Waller becomes their you know Kyle Pitts style number two outside receiver because you know Renfro's not running those routes out there. They lost Say Jones, who was kind of doing it last year for him. And so, could I see Darren Waller lining more, like have have those uh, big slot lineups where you have Adams on the inside, Waller on the outside, uh, to one side? I think that could work. Uh, to, to answer your question, it seems like they're committed to playing multiple tight ends, which tells me Darren Waller is not going to be lining up on the line of scrimmage a lot. Which that could be a good thing. Yeah. No. I mean, again, he's in that he's in that position where. He does have talent. He is good. You, you, the case for the bounce back year is pretty easy to make, but yeah, I, I don't think I'll have a ton of Darren Waller. Uh, so we both had him at number four or five. Who's your number four, Ryan? Cause I'm sure we don't have the same number. Four. Dawson Knox. Uh, he did not make my top 10. What? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that for a sure. second. Who's their number one option in the passing game? Stephon Diggs. Yep. Who's their number two option in the passing game? I think they're Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis. I think Gabe Davis will be the number one red zone option. Mm. Based on what? Based on how they finish the season, how each year in the like the Bills passing game really seems to trust uh veteran receivers and how you know, he's kind of been moved along, how they trusted him in the playoffs in massive spots, how you know, Josh Allen just loves throwing him in the red zone. Um, I'm well, Brian Dable did. We, we I'm predicting know. a massive year for Gabe Davis. Uh, he was up there in targets, top twenty, I think, in targets in the red zone. And you know, Stefan Diggs was higher, but I, I, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. And I think he edges out Dawson Knox there. So Dawson Knox was like you can project Gabe Davis to being used in the red zone a lot, but Gabe, uh, but Dawson Knox was used in the red zone a lot. He was third and routes run in the red zone for tight ends. And I think, his, which, which again, only behind uh, Andrews and Kelsey there. So he's, he's in elite air. He's on an offense. That's going to be again. What did I say to start the show? You said he's, they're going to be bad because they don't have Brian Dable. No, I said, I, there's a lot of question about what the offense can do, but will the, do I think the offense is going to be good enough to be around the red zone a lot? Absolutely, and uh, I think the the number one uh, thing that kind of popped out, and I forget where I stole this nugget from, but he was the number two tight end in seam yard seam routes run. Which this is where it gets interesting. Cole Beasley's gone. I know we've been leaning into the Jamison Crowder is a nice value in best ball could fill that role. But what if we see Dawson Knox fill a lot more of those roles? Yeah, I I, I see the case for him. I didn't. What if he's their slot guy? Yeah. What if he's just gotten better year over year? And he was a guy who wasn't developed for shit in college. 
He was found by the great geniuses up there in uh, the Brian Dable geniuses up there in, in, in Buffalo land. And he's, he's looking to take another step forward. The last thing I'll say is he, he's on the field all the time. Cause he can also block. And you know, last year it was all about what touchdowns. We said that tight ends have to score to be relevant. He got nine last year. And I, I would say that felt like an outlier to me. And again, that's why I'm not that high on him. Really? And they brought in OJ Howard. Okay. Why do well, you think they bring in OJ? That's Howard? insane. You're you're gonna tell me OJ Howard hasn't been able to beat Cameron Braid out. I I don't think OJ Howard's a problem. I think OJ Howard brings in a nice second uh, guy to, to to fill some space. I just think Dawson Knox, and I think Josh Allen trusts Dawson Knox. Like I, I think there's something there. He's very athletic. He's 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 a guy that you can project to do more based on what he did last year. And I think there's not many guys that you can do that. Like, unless you really think the offense is going to take a massive step back, which I think it's concerning. They lost their play caller. I don't think they take a massive step back. All right. Dawson Knox, number four, my number four, one, Robert, Bobby Tunyon. Love his case here. Again, we keep talking about who is going to be the guy. No, this is hot. When Devonte Adams isn't there, this is a hot take right here. Right, you told me you didn't have any hot takes. I'll take. Well, he's going undrafted in like sixteen team leagues. Yeah, and that's why I think he's a massive value. Right, this would have been hot at number ten. How many games did uh, Devonte Adams miss in twenty twenty? He missed a couple. Two. You want to you want to hear the uh, you want to hear what a stat line looks like with no Devonte Adams? Here, I'll break down. Let's hear it. Does this include when Sammy Watkins was on the team though? <laughs> no, Sammy Watkins was not on the team. But this is this is kind of interesting. And again, this was Matt LaFleur, Aaron Ooh, I Rodgers like how hot this is. putting together an offense Robert without <laughs> Devontae Adams. Okay, so uh leader in targets, Jamal Williams. Uh it tied with MVS. <sighs> Uh, Jamal Williams had uh, eight catches, 95 yards. MVS had four catches, 45 yards. Aaron Jones, obviously involved in a lot in the passing game with no, um, with no uh, Devonte Adams, five catches, one touchdown, 40 yards. And then we scroll over to Robert Tunyon, six targets, six catches, 98 yards, three touchdowns. Oh my God. Again, he, Certainly, uh, didn't have an amazing year last year, but a lot of it was just pure injury. He has a connection with yeah. Robert Tunney. There's only a few guys on this team that Aaron Rodgers, a man uh, who who trusts very few people in this world, Ryan. This is true. One of which is MVS. The other is Bobby Tunney. We're not talking enough about how much he relies on guys he trusts. An inner circle of guys that he can just, you know, you bring him into a circle. You know, hey, whatever happens in the circle doesn't leave this circle. And Bobby Tunyon is one of those guys. He's in the circle of trust for Aaron Rodgers, and we're not talking enough about him. All right. Who has more touchdowns next year, Mercedes Lewis or Robert Tunyon? Maybe Mercedes Lewis. Uh, He's the back. <laughs> maybe he has a crazy year. Uh, I like I like the hotness of the take. I mean, I, I think if you're gonna circle someone for some ridiculous touchdown regression, it's certainly a fun angle. Well, because he only he had one last year, and then he had no, eleven agree. the year before. He we we've seen a game log where um, you know he completely dominates and and has these massive games, and I think you know a lot of it la- in twenty twenty was just 
Yeah, you know. I just don't. Yeah, I think I think to be a top four guy, I mean, maybe he sees the targets. Maybe that's the part where I'm not. I'm out on him. But like, I think the touchdowns. Sure, I can. Could he get nine touchdowns like Dawson Knox last year? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to see the targets. I don't know if he's going to run enough routes. But maybe you're right. I mean, I in, like how hot it is. You know, in twenty, you, you are a big Bobby Tanyan guy. Yeah, he had he had sixty targets in uh, or fifty nine in twenty twenty. Okay. And I, you know, I, I think he can. I wouldn't be surprised if he has like seventy targets. I mean, he probably need more than that. He's probably going to need a couple more than that. Well, I think the tight ends or the touchdowns carry him. That's true. Touchdown regression, right? Okay, that's fair. You're now a regression guy. It's weird. Who's your number three? Kyle Pitts. Uh, as much as I want to throw him above uh, Travis Kelsey, it's just it's too hot to to even try to say Travis Kelsey is unless you're saying injury. It's just too hot. I'm not going there. Kyle Pitts. Um, he was decent last year, but I started the show mentioning this. Only one touchdown. Um, all right, couple fun nuggets for the nerds out there. He was number one in uh, yards per route run. Sean three. On a similar plane as like Jamar Chase, which is pretty cool. He uh, got targets down the field. Uh, he led or second in tight end targets, twenty yards down the field. Uh, he had fourteen targets inside the twenty. Uh, everything you like about a tight end, he had. And oh, by the way, uh, I guess we're worried about Marcus Mariota. That's I. I would imagine that's why you're not taking him high. If you don't like him high, or if you don't like him in the third, fourth round, it's because of Mariota. Uh, maybe they're going to run the ball more. I just think that Arthur Smith has had productive tight ends before, uh, but he's never had tight ends that he can line up out wide. Uh, Kyle Pitts led the league for tight ends in snaps taken out wide. Thirty-four percent of his snaps, Sean, taken out wide. Uh, another third from the more than almost forty percent from the slot. So he only lined up on the line of scrimmage in less than thirty percent of his snaps. I just think you're drafting a wide receiver at the tight end position and more so than any other guy, he lines up like a wide receiver. And so now you sprinkle in, could he, could he make a jump in year two? Like tight ends often do. Yes. Will it help that they have another massive target in Drake London over there? Yes. Am I higher on Marcus Mariota and Arthur Smith this year than most? Yes. But even if they're bad, could they have a bad defense and an offense to score some points? Yes. The only thing that scares me is that they're just like similar to the San Francisco situation. Like maybe, <laughs> hopefully, there are enough pass attempts to get Kyle Pitts home. But I think the touchdown regression combined with all the underlying metrics of how far down the field his targets are, how many of those targets occur in the red zone. I really think it's just if, if unless this Atlanta team is just got ungodly horrible, that's the only thing that will prevent Kyle and Kyle Kyle Pitts is the only guy on this list that could end up being number one. I think that we ha- we've spoken about so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, to me, the the Pitts, Kelsey, Andrews, that's that one A tier that you could really make a case for either of these guys. And I, while you were talking, I kept resorting my list. I guess I'll go Kyle Pitts number three. As well, I think it's I think it's just way too hot if you're because the, their offense just is nowhere near the offense of Mark Andrews or Kelsey. And that's, well, yeah, that's and, to me and the difference. Mark Andrews and Kelsey are dealing with a very obvious increase in target share, right? I mean, Mark uh, and I don't know. You don't think so? Well, I mean, do you want to uh, Kelsey? I, I I'll make I'm officially make Kyle Pitts okay. my number three 
uh, tight end. Uh, again, you know, like broke a bunch of the rookie uh, records that Dick has set. Again, younger people probably don't even know that Mike Ditka was a tight end. Yep. Uh, that's crazy that not Mike, many Ditka though. Yeah, that's crazy that Ditka had a thousand receiving yards as a tight end in 1961. I, I mean, that really. Uh, you want to talk about target share? I can't imagine what the number two receiver on that 1961 team had. Um, yeah, you nail it. Like he's all, he's going to be used in the slot. Uh, he's going to be used all over, and he very well could be their their number one receiver. So it's, uh, it's I have a number, Sean. Listen to this: two yeah. two hundred forty four, two hundred forty nine inline snaps, two eighty eight in the slot, and two thirty five out wide. It's just no other tight end is doing that. So you're getting it's a cheat code, right? I think I think I saw he would have been the number six or seven wide receiver overall if you're just including tight ends and I he. he I, again, the, the numbers are there, so uh, let's go. What's number two then? Kelsey. Yeah, has to be. He's old. He's thirty three. He's old, as old as Gronk. Basically, yeah. his which is his crazy. efficiency is has kind of been declining a little bit. That's a case against him. I I am slightly worried about Juju, who kind of thrives playing in the slot. Is he going to take away a little bit of work from Travis Kelsey? Mahomes no. is is talking about spreading it all around, but again, you know, Kelsey in a very good offense with Andy Reid, a guy who loves drawing up stuff for the tight end. Um, the yeah, argument he's, for he's set just to have a massive year. The argument for why Tyreek Hill leaving is a problem is that it created all the space for Kelsey to operate. Yeah. The flip side of that is maybe Kelsey is why Tyreek Hill was able to operate the way he was. I think Kelsey is, uh, you know, we're, we're going to look back at Travis Kelsey as someone who just doesn't come a lot around very often. He's he hasn't missed much time as much as we remember him getting knocked out of that playoff game. He doesn't miss many games, and I think that's the area where you can lean in and say Travis Kelsey won't be as good this year. He's going to miss time. He just hasn't missed time yet, so maybe he's older. Again, thirty three. Uh, by the time the season comes, so maybe that's the angle for for going against him. But how many guys on this list could end up with thirty percent target share or more? How many guys on this list on a on a, on a top offense on a well. top offense? How many exactly? You have a top quarterback. It, it it is still a tough stack in best ball. Top quarterback. I don't know if I love him in the first round though. And again, like with Travis Kelsey, I'm ranking him one position lower than his consensus. And yet, that's going to take me out of the market for drafting him, just like it did with Darren Waller and George Pitts. I don't think I'm going to end up with a ton of Travis Kelsey, but I don't think you can rank him much lower than this, just because if you if if you're drafting in the second round, like at what at what point do you take Travis Kelsey? I, I think for me, I don't know if I'm taking him in the first round, but if, if he's there in the second round, I start thinking about it because how many wide receivers are going to have 30% target share? Yeah. How many how many receivers period are going to be able well, to Well, and then there's have that ceiling. And then there's you know to the other point that we said, this this top 1A tier really separates itself from the rest of the the tiers. So, you your the positional value in tight end becomes somewhat uh more because you can only play one tight end and um you know, they can they would in like a regular matchup, they would be destroying the other tight end that they're going against most likely. So that's where his, his value. And that would be the case of drafting him in the second round. All right, Ryan, before we get to our lock, our number one pick for top 10 fantasy football tight ends, shout out IP vanish your lock. 
Hell yeah. When it comes to locking up your internet security, we have a closed door policy here at SGPM. When it comes to our internet, our browsing history, our data, we don't want you know your ISP, your advertiser. We don't want Spectrum seeing what we're up to. That's why we lock it down with Express VPN. Hide your location. Uh, good for browsing or uh, for uh, streaming online. Uh, like if you use a Fire Stick, you can use. Ex- um, you can use IP Vanish on there as well. And again, IP Vanish unlimited devices without sacrificing the speed on your computers, tablets, or phones, and even devices like Fire Sticks. Uh, like I said there, and uh, again, IP Vanish hooks you up price-wise too. 70% off their yearly plan with the 30-day money-back guarantee. IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use that promo code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. IPVanish.com slash SGP. I mean, play the music. The announcement music. <laughs> this, I guess this is not a, it's not a super hot take. But um, just like with Travis Kelsey being number two, makes him almost undraftable because he's. Would you say he's almost a lock? Certainly a lock to go in the first round of your fa- even like season. Mark Andrews. Lock. No, no, I'm saying it, Travis Kelsey is a oh. lock to go in the first round. I don't. I, I don't know if he's a lock. Um, I think. I think of the tight ends, he's probably the one going first at this point, and so having him second is going to make him tough. But Mark Andrews, as it seems, we agree on our top tight end. He's available. He's going mid mid second round. If you fancy him, compared to those receivers, compared to those D, uh, Swifts of the world, Nick Chubbs of the world, he's available. And so placing him as my number one tight end, what I'm telling the world is, I I'll happily take him after the top tier of wide receiver slash running back. Like am I th- I'm I'm having a conversation with myself. Aaron Jones, end of the first round. Yeah, Aaron Jones, Mark Andrews. To me, that that's a that's a pretty healthy conversation. Um, Mark Andrews, I'm higher on today than I was the last time we did a best ball draft. Well, and, and some Andrews too, like research. Admittedly, I was never high on him, uh, or as high as, as I should have been. Um, but he's been really consistent. He was uh, top five in drop rate and contested catch rate while producing more 15 plus yard receptions than any other tight end in the NFL at 33. He really, he does. To your point, we keep ca- talking about these guys um, that play the, you know, the big slot offense. And he he saw a massive spike in reception. Yep. So, 2018, 34 catches. 2019, 64 catches. 2020, 58 catches. 2021, 107 catches. Worried it's an outlier. Um, not really, because you can explain why it happened, right? Like the, you know, the offense are running, they feature more and more, le- more and more. They have trouble finding a number one receiver. They haven't found one yet. They uh, got rid of their quote. Number one receiver. Yeah. If, and fuck you mode Lamar with his, his top dog, Mark Andrews. I, I think the, you know, the argument, the case against Mark Andrews is they're going to run the ball more this year. Their defense is going to be better this year. But I mean, their it, defense won't give up so many explosive plays through the passing game that creates additional fantasy points for say your leading receiver, AKA your tight end. But to, to, to come back to my thesis on what makes a dominant fantasy football tight end, well, target share, 
another guy, few guys here to me, Mark Andrews is a lock for 30% target share. And I don't know if I can say that for anyone else. I don't know where else the targets are going. I think he get, get absolutely locks down 30%. Now, if the volume's down, okay, we can talk about that. I think red zone activity top 10 in red zone targets last year. If you combined wide receivers and tight ends, Sean. Yeah. Uh, all right. He led, you mentioned this with 15 yards. I got it. He led the league in targets, 20 yards down the field. So he's used in explosive plays. He's used around the red zone and he's the top usage guy on his team. And Oh, by the way, Sean, did you know just three seasons ago, Lamar Jackson threw for 36 touchdowns, 26, the year after that 16 last year. Sure. Maybe he's not a 36 touchdown guy, but he's also not a 16 touchdown guy. That regression, that regression back towards his season or his career average of a six and change touchdown percentage will certainly help Mark Andrews, whatever he loses in garbage time, like passing stats that he gained because their defense was crap last year. He'll pick up in touchdowns. I love this play. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, the more, the more we've talked it out and, and been doing these best balls, I'm getting higher and higher on Mark Andrews and your point on the touchdowns, even in seasons where they didn't pass as much, he still had a high, uh, high, high level of touchdowns, 10 in 2019, uh, seven in 2020 and nine last year. And so of those 16 touchdowns, he had more than half at nine. Now, like, let's say Lamar, to your point, let's say he throws for 22 or 25 is double di- you know, Mark Andrews getting 12 touchdowns. Is that out of the question? Mark, I don't think so. Mark Andrews. If you look at a per, he played every game. So that's obviously key. He has to stay healthy. But if you just look at per game, he scored five points, five and a half points more per game than the number five guy. He he's absolutely dominant and a season long. All right, George Kittle was the number. Actually, we'll go number three. Darren Schultz, number three overall tight end. Mark Andrews scored almost ninety-five points more than him. That that's insane. That that's, is crazy. That's five plus points a week. And so I, I think he could take us. We're having one of those Christian McCaffrey conversations. He could take take a massive massive step back, and he could still be the top dog. He outscored Travis Kelsey by forty points over the course of the season. At some point, it, it it's just it's too good. It's too good to pass up. So <laughs> yeah, Mark Andrews, no real hot takes on my list, unfortunately. Yeah, no, and you know those consensus rankings have him as number two there. So I I think. Um, and, and for those, you know, us making them number one, I think there is some opportunity there. And for those, you know, drafting, uh, looking, you know, at when should I take this top tight end? Last year, and I, I'm, I apologize, Sean, you t- uh, you didn't tell me full PPR, but half PPR, he would have been wide receiver seven. So uh, for wow. re- re- wide receiver seven last year was Stephon Diggs in a per game basis for overall points. No, sorry, it was Stefan Diggs for overall points. So you're looking at a situation where, you know, as you're doing these drafts, you're you're coming near the, you know, when does the seventh receiver go off the board? You have Cup, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Diggs. And then it's like Lamb, Keenan. You have all these guys. To me, after those top five receivers, it's Mark Andrews. And that's where I take him. So that that's right at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. Let's go, Mark Andrews. Who do you like more, Mark Andrews, like early second round, Kyle Pitts, mid to late third round? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I don't know, Mark Andrews. It just seems like the 
Yeah, I, I I think those two I'd be. Or do you wait? Do you just? That's what I'm saying. I don't know how many of these top ten tight ends I'll, I'll be having. Or to to my point, I can get Bobby Tunyon like undrafted or or super late. I'm fine starting Bobby Tunyon every next best ball draft. I think you can take the entire Ravens offense for for relic like second, fifth for Lamar. Uh, maybe a sixth for Dobbins, and then uh, you know Bateman later on. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm Bateman is. A I need a I need a Lamar well. stack now with Mark Andrews. All right, uh, that was fun getting fantasy football going. Uh, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, leave us a nice uh, rating review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Take the screenshot there and uh, click the contest tab. Submit it for your chance to win free gear every Monday, aka merch. Monday. Sean, you're supposed to say, let us know what we got wrong in the comments below. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, I've been watching the YouTubers. YouTube uh, you know, school's out. Smash so. that subscribe button. So it's uh, summer, so I'm watching a lot of YouTube with the little one. It's unbelievable. They all they all are very uh very handsy when it talks about subscribing down below. <laughs> Thank you for participating in the sports game. And let us know if you want us to rank the uh, rest of the positions too. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Don't be afraid to ask an obvious question to gain engagement. Kramer, let it ride.